If you watch any political commentary on the right, you've been bombarded with some juicy gossip. Steven Crowder's divorce. He announced it on his YouTube channel, saying that divorce proceedings have been ongoing since 2021. He claimed that she just didn't want to be married anymore, at which he said in Texas that's legal, as if a no-fault divorce is the problem. He made a point to say there was no physical or emotional abuse on either side, but I think now we all know that that was just him getting ahead of what would likely come out. Security footage was leaked last week, and it put Steven Crowder in the worst of light. In the video, he's berating his wife, claiming that she doesn't perform wifely duties, whatever that means. He's doing this while he's smoking a cigar, and she's eight weeks pregnant, which is just fabulous. Then he continues to beat up on her for wanting to take the car to go to, get this, the grocery store. Because if she takes the car, he would be alone in the house. He suggests that maybe she should take an Uber, the pregnant woman. She says that she loves him, but points out that his abuse is, quote, sick. Stephen then tells her to effing watch it and tells her he doesn't love her and that he hasn't received love from her in a while. Again, she's eight weeks pregnant and being berated. What type of love is he expecting to get? So now we know that the divorce wasn't as flippant as she just didn't want to be married anymore. He's the one that said he didn't love her and he's the one berating her for using a car for groceries. I think we can understand why this woman would want to leave. But was his wife Hillary an insufferable wife? We've seen other commentators on the right, the extreme ones who are all about trad wives and basically owning women try to blame her for this situation, forgetting that it takes two people to be married. So could all of this really just be out of context and he's right, she walked for no reason, and maybe that was just a bad video? Well, he seems to talk quite glowingly of his wife in an interview with Ben Shapiro just four years ago. Take a listen. Um, she's very supportive. You know, she did, she worked, uh, she was a, a vice president of a, a contract furniture company. She probably gave you some chairs that don't squeak. Uh, and she, uh, left the job and she just kind of, she doesn't work for me or the company full time, but she's really good interpersonally. People love her. So for showing a guest around or if we need to help kind of book some travel, she's been very helpful. And for her, that's been really relieving. Um, just, I think this is with a lot of women, you know, they think, they think they have to work their way up. And she did, she worked her way up in a company, but realized that's not really what she wanted to do. It, it is hard on her. We kind of, I know some women are gonna be furious when they hear this, but it is a volunteer role. But my wife has kind of accepted that, okay, uh, Steven's gonna need a little more support because he doesn't even have, if I don't help him with lunch, he's not gonna take 20 minutes to eat. Um, and that comes down to, you know, when I'm done working, listening to her, making sure that her needs are met. That's a really important thing. If we're gonna bitch about feminism, then we need to talk about being real men. And that means, yes, I know it sounds namby-pamby, but meeting your wife's needs, making sure that, the, and that's just, that's not just physically and financially we're talking about, spiritually, emotionally, making sure that they feel heard, that they feel safe. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to accomplish what we have um, you know, what, what moderate success we have and I'm grateful for with, without my wife. Doesn't sound like that bad of a woman. She quit her job to support his career and help him out with his dreams and his business. And in this video, he seems to kind of get about what being a husband is. So he knows what to do, but it sure seems like he isn't showing it in at least the security footage we've seen. Remember, this is the same guy who pushes that typical conservative trope to get married and have kids, because that's all that matters. Yet he can't even make it work divorced at 35. I just wonder, would this make anyone question their allegiance to him or doubt his opinions? It should.
why should we elevate someone of that trashy of character to have the wealth, power, and success that he does? It's obvious the guy changed a lot. He's not the guy that made funny videos or parodies. Oh no. He took the clickbait path and enjoys bullying people online. That's his business model, like most other YouTubers. Call the left names, make a big deal out of it, and get the views. Seems like how he treated his wife, being mean, gaslighting her, now he's funneling his failures into clicks. This guy took himself too seriously. Somehow, he thinks he's a god in the conservative circle. His head got way too big. He took the Glenn Beck route. Two men who just don't know their place. Lighthearted, funny videos from the right point of view. Not commentary. You're just jokesters. You have no background in politics other than ranting on YouTube. Remember, Crowder got his start as the voice for the mouse cartoon Arthur. That's his big credentials. He got to be a contributor on Fox News years ago, but got fired for making public statements against Sean Hannity. Then he blew up a $50 million deal with the Daily Wire a few months ago, calling it slavery. His longtime sidekick, Not Gay Jared, left amid what some thought was controversy, as well as other on-air personalities that appeared with them on the show. Rumor has it, Crowder is a narcissistic jerk, and it seems to line up with what we're seeing now. Because who would leave a successful show unless it was a really bad circumstance? And let's not forget that Crowder admitted to being bisexual, and maybe his wife didn't want to be married to a gay man. And I have to wonder how much he wants to protect his kids, as he said in his announcement video, when he comes on YouTube and announces he's going to unseal every document, basically to embarrass his estranged wife. Seems to fit in with the abuse that he is accused of. If you really want privacy, then don't publicize any of it. It seems like the clicks and attention are more important to Steven Crowder than his kids. And you should care about not denigrating your children's mother. It will only make your life and your kids' lives more difficult. Divorce is hard enough without parents having nasty public fights. But instead of just pooping on Crowder, I have a deeper question. Don't just question him. Question all of the right and their personalities. Alex Jones, divorced, had a nasty public custody with his ex-wife. And got a woman pregnant who was an alleged hooker, and then he quickly married her. He got a DUI on Christmas. He got into a physical altercation with his wife. The cops were called. Something Jones chalked up to a medication imbalance. But should she even be on medication since he slams pharma, drugs, SSRIs? Let's move on to Hannity. I listened to him growing up, and he was always sticky, grossly sweet about his wife on his radio show. Always calling her Sweet Baby James. Come to find out, he got divorced and delayed announcing it until the pandemic. What a great way to cover up something hypocritical. And guess who he is shacking up with now? Fellow Fox News airhead Ainsley Earhart. That was fast. I already mentioned Glenn Beck, but he is just a divorced former alcoholic. Let's not forget about Fox News darling Jesse Waters. He has his own show now, but what you may not know is that he cheated on his wife, the mother of his two children, with a much younger bimbo producer who worked on his show. Now he's remarried with a couple new kids because when you're a conservative and a Christian who pushes all this family, kids, and marriage, it seems like you just want to trade up every so often. Or in this case, trade down to a skank. But it's not just marriage we should pay attention to. It's the most obvious flaw, so it's the easiest to spot. When we blindly submit and watch and take on the views of personalities just because they fly our team's flag, it's very dangerous. We should follow what is right, not who is right.
pay attention. If someone is preaching one thing online for clicks, but then their life and choices are opposite, you have to ask, is this a grift? Yes, it is. Think about the money these people make, the events they get to attend, the places they get to go, the perks they get, and the powerful people they get to meet. It's a sweet gig. Many would, sure, take the chance to lie and do something they don't believe in just to get a piece of the action. Just look at Fox News and how their talent was mocking claims of a stolen election, yet enabling the conversation on air to grow their audience. Look at Tucker calling Trump awful names and calling Sidney Powell a He told you one thing on the air and did another in real life. That's a hypocrite. And they do it for money and power. Don't fall for the, I'm just a Joe Sixpack and I'm normal and I'm alpha male and I'm so strong and great. It's simple. A cliche trick used over and over. It's no different than Hollywood. They pick someone, make them a star, and they just perform how they're told to. Crowder did the trick. He danced like a monkey for the algorithm on YouTube, and God only knows what he did to grow his channel or get on with the blaze. Remember when he made a video mocking the death of George Floyd by reenacting it to prove that he thought Floyd could actually breathe, as if somehow a man dying could be made into something funny and damning? Harsh, cold, cruel. These should have been the signs to tell you that people like this are flawed and troubled that they are not examples of men or Christians, that they are extolling hate for the mere sake of it and their preaching of good values and Judeo-Christian values mean absolutely nothing to them. They would probably extol Satanism if it got them a following online. However, many critics of these people in real life or online just turn into a red versus blue war. And owning or wrecking libs isn't important. Remember, critical thinking is what we should strive for. Conservatives always say they adhere to facts over feelings and are no snowflakes and they don't need safe spaces. But recall the definition of critical thinking. It's the process of thinking carefully about a subject or idea without allowing feelings or opinions to affect you. If you can't separate a personality from their politics and reason the man with the message when it doesn't line up, you're not as smart as you think you are. You can still love your Second Amendment rights and despise abortion, but acknowledge that the talking head telling you this is a clown show, a hypocrite, not worthy of your time, and dangerous. And that if you continue to follow them, they will likely deceive you and possibly use your blind trust to manipulate and distract you. I find it funny that men like Crowder and Alex Jones and Hannity think they can even complain about feminism and the failures of women while they are failing as men. I guess it really does take one to know one. Thanks for listening to Overnight Opinions. Be sure to tune in next week for an all-new episode. In the meantime, be sure to follow the Ladies Love Politics channel on TikTok, Rumble, True Social, Instagram, and Twitter.